Hello everybody, welcome to the Lisa Burke Show. It's always a pleasure to be your host and to talk to you about some of the topics that affect the lives of us living here in Luxembourg, beyond Luxembourg too. And today, even if you're going to visit Luxembourg, we will have some information about a beautiful part of the country, the Moselle no less. So with me in the studio, I have Alain Massin, who is uh, going to talk to us about parents in the educational system of Luxembourg. And joining him on the same topic is Ulrich Muller. Uh, again, we're going to talk about uh, your education in Luxembourg and your want to give education to your children and have a voice in the educational system in Luxembourg. And to talk about wine and the Moselle, I've got Natalie Nyers. Is that the correct pronunciation of your surname? Nyers from Visit Moselle. So a really wonderful show to look forward to, I hope. And we're going to start with Alain and Ulrich. So to tell you a little bit more about Alain Massin, he has four children, all different ages. One is in secondary school at 17 years old and then three in primary, twins of nine and the smallest one is six. And then actually you've also got one of these children in uh, Centre de Compétence because of uh, hearing impairment. Um, and then you yourself worked for 17 years as a psychologist, director and CEO of social institutions in the field of youth and children always working close to the educational field. And now you're an independent psychotherapist for the last eight years. And you also train communication-related topics for companies, municipalities, government institutions. And pertinent to this conversation, you have been a local parent representative for the last five years and president of the National Parents' Representation since 2020. Welcome to you, Alam. Yes, good morning, Lisa. Wonderful to have you with us. And Ulrich, a little bit about you. You're a Luxembourger, but with Danish roots. Born in Denmark, but you went to the European School in Luxembourg. You studied law and business administration at the University of Zurich in Switzerland, of course. You launched your first startup in Munich in a joint venture which was sold about two years after that. And then via Amsterdam, back to Luxembourg about 10 years ago, you have three children, three daughters, uh, and a lovely wife called Julie, and three dogs. So you have a very busy household. There is certainly a lot of energy, indeed. <laughs> and for the last seven years, you have also been strongly involved in the educational landscape of Luxembourg. President of parent organisations, elected member of the School Commission for the City of Luxembourg for six years, and now President President of the Parents Association for the International School, Michel Lucius Primary School. And you were a candidate at the 2023 municipality elections. Correct as well, yes. And how did it go? Well, I wasn't elected into the communal council, but... Uh I was happy about the outcome. This time, this time. But keep going. We need people like you on the board. So we are going to talk about something that is really dear to the hearts of many of our listeners, those who know about the educational system in Luxembourg, those thinking about coming to Luxembourg. It's one of the primary topics because our educational landscape here is very different to other countries. So, Alain, I'll talk to you first of all. Give those uh, who might be thinking about coming to Luxembourg who have very young children, what are the choices available? But the situation in Luxembourg is very particular because we have, of course, um, I would say half of the population that doesn't, that is not born here, that is not uh, Luxembourg-speaking or German-speaking because we have an, a classical system that's, um, that's based on the German literacy. 
in Luxembourg. And so that's something to consider, of course, if you want to settle down here, uh, when you go to local uh, school, uh, you will be confronted to the fact that uh, that it's mostly in uh, in German. To start with. To start with and, and Luxembourgish. And then the French will come in the second step and later on in the secondary school there will be English as well. Huh? Yeah, so it's very complicated. Uh, so it's very picture. complicated and of course people that come close from the German-speaking border, of course, they have some advantages uh, to to set down. But the ones that come more from Romain, uh, from from French-speaking uh, countries, uh, Latin-speaking countries, they will have uh, difficulties with this. Initially, uh, but it initially. flips in secondary school. Exactly, it flips in secondary school, and we have to say as well that uh, even if our Uh, educational system is very slow uh, to change and it takes years and I would even say decades. Uh, finally, finally, our ministry has uh, gone to the path to, 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 to start some pilot projects. There are now five schools or five classes here in Luxembourg that start with an, uh, literacy in French. Yeah. You know? So to make it uh, more easy, to, to <clears throat> more acceptable for these children to, to, to enter the school without having a total foreign language than uh, like German. And example. for many of our listeners coming from a world such as mine, where we don't have French or German at home, <laughs> um, we come to a country where, you know, first of all, we think, what school can they go to? And Ulrich, I turn to you here because now there is also more options available in English. Indeed, the first school which was set up with an English-speaking curriculum was the International School Michel Lucius, where two of our three daughters uh, are attending the school. Alongside the International School Michel Lucius, there are few but more and more schools being established in order to offer an English-speaking curriculum, a European English-speaking curriculum, or here uh, A-levels Cambridge curriculum. Yeah. And I, as an expat parent, I represent, I think, some of our listeners out there. You know, you come with children who are um, not born here <laughs> and they have to kind of meld their way in. And, and thankfully, mine have managed to do that, I hope, <laughs> in some capacity. Um, but we are, we're always faced with these different choices about which school to go to. How do you integrate? I mean, again, Ulrich, you went to the European School of Luxembourg and I have many friends who have children there. One of the things I hear, even our Prime Minister went there, in fact, they don't always speak Luxembourgish and then they feel like they're living in their own bubble despite it being in Luxembourg and then don't really integrate even having spent their entire lives growing up in Luxembourg with the greater communities. So how is that for you? Now, I graduated 24 years ago from the European school, so that is not saying anything about my age per se, but nevertheless, at that moment, there was no integration into local society. There was no Luxembourgish classes. So you could basically, as I did, attend the school for 12 years and come out with your baccalaureate in your hand and never have had a word of Luxembourgish at school. I find that uh, to be an unfortunate reality. Our children, they went to Luxembourgish local Precos and Spielschol, but we opted for the option of sending them to International School Michel Lucius because of the way that the curriculum is being taught. I completely agree with you saying that this bubble can be, and this is also sometimes the, um, the comment which is made about the public local schools, that there is no integration there either, I strongly disagree. You do learn Luxembourgish, you do learn 
German or French already from a from the second or third class, uh, and there are many people living in the surroundings and in the neighborhoods of the schools who are admitting their children to the school. So you do have the local feeling. And addition to that, we also have, as you said, more and more English-speaking schools popping up, particularly, well, not just for, for secondary, but also coming up from primary school. And they, too, are often opting for the European baccalaureate curriculum. Um, but, yes, go on, Alan, you, you jump in. Yes, yes, because I wanted to, <coughs> sorry, I wanted to be react to... Um what Ulrich is, 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 is saying, he's completely right, uh, that it's very, very in, a very big enrichment to have these international schools and also the possibility to make the, the literacy in English or, or, or in French in, in, in different other schools. I have uh, one thought about it that, that makes me a little bit uncomfortable. No? So, so for, as I said, the diver- diversity is good. It's good to have different systems, different possibilities. But <clears throat> on the other side, uh, these, these parallel worlds, these bubbles we are talking about is a real is a real risk. Huh? So I, I I have myself a lot of friends that went to European school. Bon, that's very long ago as well, like uh, even longer than for Ulrich. And uh, but but of course I have friends nowadays they still don't speak Luxembourgish. Yeah? And they even told me with with twenty five or thirty they said I've never met a Luxembourger. And and so and that was quite astonishing for me. And so it's very important to have this <laughs> this rare species of that course. you are. Yes, exactly. <laughs> So it's very important to have this offer, but on the other side, we have to to be careful. I think there should be more emphasis on on Luxembourgish because I hear in some schools there's one hour a week, and then they, uh, <clears throat> the the program is not very intensive. Of course, it's not enough. Huh? It's some side uh, topic that is not treated uh, well, and uh, on the other side, uh, uh, it's. Um, yeah, well, actually, it's it's also something that happens in. Um, Some of the international schools, I think normally they have a remit where they have to teach the language of the country. However, the the general conversation is not going to be taking part in that language. Exactly. And uh, and I think what would be important, and that's something uh, that for us as national parents representatives we are always talking about, I think we should uh, not find the solution just in building more and more international schools as I say, I agree to that, but at the same time, we have to change our local system as well. We have to give, have to have a more modular approach. We have to have the possibility that the child can do his first steps, his alphabetization, his literacy in German. He can do it in French. I think as well, we should already think 10 years in advance and as well think about an English-speaking start in, in, in the school, in the normal system, so that, that somehow you have, an, you have an optional approach. It's very important, the languages in Luxembourg, but of course, uh, why should we need to speak all three and eventually four, or eventually five languages when you consider the, 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 the yeah. mother language of the children? Why do we have to speak all these languages at the same level? It's... Yeah, well, actually, a few things kind of pop into my head when you're saying that, because a lot of the jobs in Luxembourg, and quite recently I did a conversation with Adam, and um, they talk about the jobs that are available in Luxembourg so often require at least two languages, Mm -hmm. and generally the languages of the country require, as you said, 
the three national languages and usually English on top of that to be able to participate in international conversations, which is very hard to achieve. And the other side of that is that when it comes to secondary school in Luxembourg, there's the général, there's the classique system, and uh, I think there's another uh, modulaire or something like this. Uh, a lot of different. There's uh, lots of different choices, and it can make a poor child feel like they're not intelligent enough when in fact they're very intelligent, they just haven't mastered the languages in order to be able to answer that question because that's not what they speak at home. And I know a number of families whose children end up in a school that isn't of their intellectual calibre simply because of the languages. So uh, turning back to what you both represent, which is the parents... Again, I come from an Anglophone world where parents are highly involved in the educational systems and really work in partnership with the teachers. But I haven't felt that here. Ulrich? Well, your feeling I share. Uh, let me tell you a little anecdote. I've been parent representative for local Luxembourg schools and now for the international school, Michel Lucius. And from a cultural perspective, the involvement of the parents is completely different. When the local schools, sometimes it can be hard even to find three parents wanting to dedicate a bit of time in the interest of their children, taking decisions where the children are at the core of all decisions, whereby in the international environment, which I have embarked into now the last couple of years, we almost need to, to close the door to say, guys, thank you very much, but unfortunately we cannot have more people in the board. There is a completely different atmosphere, I must admit. There is also a completely different way of supporting the community because this is the key essence of what I see is the difference, really. On the school level, you can say, see that at uh, ISL, you can see that at St. George's, you could see that at Michel Lucius, as well as other uh, predominantly English-speaking environments, that the parents are exceptionally involved with summer parties and so forth. But the thing is, is the value of a parent's participation boiled down to be a handyman putting up a stand selling coffee for a summer party? No, it's not. And therefore, we need to change the system on a local level as well. Because only if you feel that your voice is heard as a parent, you want to involve yourself and dedicate yourself. And this is sometimes the issue that you feel as if, not particularly school internally, but more towards the authorities, that your voice is not heard. So why actually bother. I believe it's a cultural thing, a school culture thing. It's also an educational ministry thing. Uh, and we need to make it more attractive, really. Yeah, your voice is not heard. Um, and when we arrived here, um, it's a long story, but I'll boil it down to the fact that my children ended up in the local school and now go to uh, an IB section of uh, secondary school here, it, local secondary school. Now, I also at one point did belong to the Parents Association of this school, uh, but it is extremely Luxembourgish in in the sense that they're very inclusive, but that is the, the language. And, and sadly, I'm sorry, I don't yet speak Luxembourgish. Um, and even though they were very nice and everything, that is the language that is used for these meetings. And therefore, by dent of the, the language vehicle, unfortunately, that already excludes a lot of potential parents who would want to help. I think um, because I can consider it on 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 the local, but also on the regional and, and national level, uh, <clears throat> the language is one of the problems. Of course, I have a lot of parents that tell me, yes, uh, they will speak in Luxembourgish. I will not feel uh, comfortable 
to make them speak all in, in French or English, uh, uh, even if in reality, uh, I must say, even on the in the national representation now, we have uh, a few people that don't speak Luxembourgish. So we found a common language and we, all our meetings will be in a language that is mostly understandable by, by each of us. Eh? When we organize workshops, when we organize uh, working groups, we have now, uh, we are using always interpreters. Uh, may it be in, in French, may it be in German, may it be in English, depending a little bit on the topic and on, also perhaps on the speakers that we have invited. Huh? So, but we try really to to open that door. What what I see, um, and 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 uh, I share the opinion of, of, of Ulrich. Yes, on the local level, it's sometimes very difficult in the the Luxembourgish classical system to find parents huh? because they say yes anyway. We not change anything, and so you have to run after people and say, couldn't you uh, try to? Uh, to Can you to tell us yourself? where does that mindset come from? Why is it that there's this divide between parents I, and teachers? I think uh, it's uh, about, about there are two, two things. On one side, uh, somehow the role of the parent represent, representatives on the local level is very limited. Huh? Uh, as, as it was said before, they are there to, to make b- the barbecue uh, on, on, on the party at the end of the year. Huh? We will have all this uh, <laughs> next year, next week. Uh, we will all, all go through that. <clears throat> And on, on the other side, uh, somehow they have then three meetings a year where they meet uh, the, the committee of the school. And, and, and finally, bah, uh, most parents or most, most parent representations, they are said, you don't mix in in pedagogical stuff. You, are, you can take opinion to the, to the development plan of the school or, or some, but, but it's more, uh, you will be informed about the organization of the classes of next year. But there's and so then much you can, more. Can, can, can give you your impression, but that's it. And and I think and that's a structural problem as well, no? mm. because on one side we have the law. Sorry, I have to explain this a little bit larger, but we have the law that says there is a partnership. There should be a partnership between parents, teachers, uh, municipalities, and all the actors of the fields. That's one thing, but in the praxis, it's not at all what is happening. And if I may, if I may say, I think we have to consider this in a historical context as well. When you go back, when I was a child, we had, and it was even more the time of my of our parents. Uh, the, the 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 teachers they were like uh, they were like the priest uh, like the doctor like the lawyer of the village highly they respected. were people highly respected with a lot of authority what they said even if they didn't always behave uh, in a very pedagogical way or, <laughs> or in a very human way even uh, there are a lot of stories that we know from the past but parents respected them and I remember when I came home. I had six years and I, I, I had some, I was, I felt treated un, in an unjust way by the teacher. My, my father didn't even want to hear what I had to say. Uh, he said, but if you got this, uh, how do you say, punishment, uh, you have to do it. Uh, and this has changed a lot over the last decades. Mm. Nowadays, we are in a society where finally the teacher, teachers have this fear And it's somehow a reality as well to lose their authority. Uh, They lose their authority. And on the other side, we have a population of people, uh, the parents somehow, we all become experts on everything. Covid was one example, <laughs> huh? but we are also experts on, on, on the Google experts. Ukraine <laughs> war. We are experts on education. We are experts on on nearly everything. Google experts, mm. as you say. And so somehow, 
as soon as there's a problem, parents very easily tend to criticize, to, to attack, uh, to go and see the president of the school or the director of the, the region and, and to intervene. Uh, so, so somehow we have a dynamic where teachers, they... Uh, they have this tendency to, to, fear to go us. a little bit backwards, to, yeah. to fear and to say, hey, please keep out of my classroom, keep out of the school. Uh, there's a world out, there's a world in. And on the other side, uh, parents that say, mm, uh, the, the, it's not okay what the teacher is doing in the class with my children. But clearly there's a happy medium here. And that's what we're aiming for. Um, actually, when you're explaining all of this, uh, first of all, I, I have the own memory of my both daughters at different times in primary school in Luxembourg, being given lines to write out for having done something benign at school. They had to literally write lines, which for me is such an old fashioned thing to do and such an enormous waste of time. But anyway, but coming back to the Anglophone system where I've come from, there are ways in which parents can be involved in helpful ways. They can come and read to children in class. They can come and talk about the work they do. They can come and give, you know, potential career advice to older children in secondary school. There's so many different ways that a, ch- a parent of a child can can get involved and and help with their own world of expertise to work, as you said, in partnership with the class. That should be absolutely the objective. Yes, but not only the objective, but it is, and I agree, Alan, it should be an objective at every school, that there is a clear involvement with the entire school community. What I see, again, local in Michel Lucius School, is very strong involvement on all these levels you just mentioned. Parents coming in, explaining about their job, uh, parents coming and reading, even supporting some kids which are not having English as their first language, as my children. We speak Luxembourgish and Danish at home. Uh, now more and more English around the dining table. So a typical Luxembourgish family where three or four languages are spoken in one big mixture over dinner. Uh, and where the parents are really in support and want to give to the community. And this beautiful, beautiful reality, uh, I hope, call me naive, you're more than welcome to do that, but but I do hope uh, that we will see this developing as basically rings in the water. Yeah, and I think it also supports the pastoral care, which I personally have felt has got better, but was rather lacking in the local systems. I, I shouldn't comment. I should be impartial. However, again, coming from a completely different world, and I accept I accept the situation I come into, and I think a lot of expats do that as well. When they move in different places, they, um, they can see differences, but they just accept what they're in because that's... And they don't feel they always have the power to change things. But at least through conversation... And knowing that parents can get involved, I mean, I imagine a lot of parents don't even know this exists, this parent national representation. Absolutely. And there's also a confusion with some association, the parents' associations with our our more private uh, um, gathering of parents. But I think what's very important is as well the the contact points between the teachers and the parents. For the moment, what do we have? uh, It's different in in, in the school, Ulrich, where where your children are, but but in in, in the the, the normal Luxembourg system, uh, teachers see parents at the beginning of the school year to explain a little bit the rules and to explain what the children have to to have in their back uh, when they come uh, and so on. And then there is this evaluation meetings 
once every trimester, yeah. which are very short. Oh, they are timed uh, in the the, 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 the the primary school at 10 to 15 minutes. Very uh, short meetings, but very big folders. And, and very big folders, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that you can check at home. Huge. Then. Exactly. Uh, but, but, uh, uh, and, and for the rest, when you get a contact from the teacher, if a teacher calls you or sends you a mail, it's normally a bad sign. Correct. That means your, your child behaved in, in, in a bad way, or at least that's what, what is said, uh, or there's some learning difficulties. And, and this is for me as well a, a question of, 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 it's the wrong spirit. Yeah. We have to bring in another spirit. There should be contact points. Uh, I, I know about schools that have a kind of a bar uh, in, in, in the school hall where parents, when they drop their children, they can touch <laughs> their children, they can take a coffee. Uh, and the idea would be that there are teachers taking their coffee there together with parents. They can. Shall we call it a cafe rather than a bar? Oh, oh cafe. <laughs> it might be can, more Okay, that's in my English. Uh, yes. No, no, a bar <laughs> may be more, um, maybe more Luxembourgish. <laughs> cafe, exactly. And uh, or, or, or there could be, uh, of course, there could be much more activities where the. the, the I remember that even in my commune, I had to fight. That for the uh, for the, the the end of uh, school party, uh, which happens next week, uh, that this will a common collaboration between mm. the teachers and the parents and uh, uh, sport clubs uh, around and the the, the maison relais as well, yeah? scolaire, the five scolaires and so on. Instead of be- before before it was yeah in the morning it's the teachers and then somewhere at four o'clock, at four o'clock the teachers they they go home, parents take over responsibility and they sell the. Oh, the, the, yeah. the grilling us. Huh? So, yeah. and, and this is, I think these are small steps. If you start to, to have uh, different contacts, uh, if you ha- start to have meetings eventually, when things go fine. And not it also just takes away problem. what you huh? explained about the teachers having the fear. It makes it more of a, a friendly connection. Exactly. And you do have the infrastructure. Sorry, Alain. You do have the infrastructure to communicate in the way. There are certain public schools with a beautiful intranet where the kids are uploading their homeworks, whatever they do. The parents have access to it. If there is a comment to ask to the teacher, then you just post it basically on the intranet. I have on my mobile phone here, I can I have access to all homework and everything what our daughters are doing. It is a public School. My so, children banned me from access. To no, but that, yeah, <laughs> we have to now in primary with our kids. But the reality is that the system of communication is already used in the public schooling system. Mm-hmm. You touched base on the foyer scolaire, so daycare just before, and I find this very, very important because over 50%, as mentioned before, of our population were not born here. Predominantly, you arrive in Luxembourg due to your job. So it's also an active decision to move away from your family. Mm. When you're away from your family, you might not have the family infrastructure in order to take care of your children after school hours. So the system which is applied, which you probably know, Lisa, is that you come on a priority list in order for your child to be admitted to a daycare. Now, this is one reality. You also have the other reality in public schools where the moment that your child is uh, has a, a position in your school, uh, so basically a chair in your school, automatically you're admitted at daycare. You're not on any priority list. So you have got a full-day program of school and paraschooler uh, support. And this is, from my humble perspective, this is what we need. Otherwise, we as Luxembourg will lose competitiveness and the stickiness of people coming here to work here will simply disappear because 
as a family, we can't get ends to meet because we don't have the infrastructure. And therefore, this is, I hope also, with the next coming years, that that has to change. Well, you touch on a few very important points there. Um, it's maison relais is another word for this, uh, all around school care. And in Luxembourg, I, I don't know, people who have not lived outside of Luxembourg don't know, it's extraordinarily good value for money in Luxembourg. I mean, to have that kind of care in another country, or I know the cost, and it's, um, this is, I mean, now it's pretty much, free for some people actually Correct. so it's it's so affordable it's made to be affordable so firstly it allows a parent or two parents to work um, therefore making ends meet in what is an expensive country to live in uh, it also helps families who have children coming to Luxembourg in the local system because they make friends and they learn the languages that helps as well um, and then it gives them the the para- Scolaire, as you said, the extracurricular activities that are so important for other creative developments. Ah, And it's also a question of equality. Yes. Because, of course, we have children with different backgrounds. We have, uh, that's also when we see when we make our our workshops or or we work on subtopic, it's always the same parents that come. Yeah. Uh, it's normally parents, or even that become a parent representative. It's parents with a certain social status. It's parents that have a certain interest in the education of their children. Uh, and But we have a, a big part of the population that, yeah, they, they don't have the mind into that, or they work to survive uh, somehow, or they have a lot of familiar or personal problems. Uh, so... And so parents, I think it's very important to have these daycare structures uh, uh, because uh, somehow all the children will have this, the same chances that's from the start on. Point. And and even we talk nowadays about homework. That's a whole topic. We could uh, fill up a whole uh, f- <laughs> a whole discussion about that. But but uh, okay, nowadays they try to implement some homework uh, uh, in the in the the the, the, the scolaire in the maison relais, uh, even if. I'm not at all satisfied the way it is done because it's very passive in the moment, for the moment and there should be a more active but okay, they, they have to train the, the people. It will take some years, we will come to that I hope at least. My uh, children will be but, long gone. <laughs> but of course, you know but that's one of the questions. If you don't have a place in a daycare structure, uh, then you cannot profit from this uh, this social integration, quality. this homework yeah. and so on. And if the parents at home, they are not able to help their children in, in German, for example, or or in whatever language, or even in mathematics, because it can be, a, a, for some parents, already a higher level, But then, of course, the children will have disadvantages. And if you have disadvantages in school in the first years, I think all the study shows that finally, at the end, it's much less likely that you will have a, a high degree in school or you go to university. And so we really have to, to build up a system that from start on from from the precoce on, from the three years on, somehow gives the most equality and options to all the children yeah, the gaps in get different bigger. languages. That's right, the gaps get bigger and the equality, you're right because the parents of, of some children and it may not even be their parents looking after them, and of course in Luxembourg we have a certain population of people coming you know, as refugees as well, who need all sorts of different support, and your work as a psychotherapist, you must have seen you must have seen this coming into your workplace as well yeah, I see. I, I must admit, I see a lot of parents that come because they they don't cope well with the situation of the education of their children. So that's part of my regular life. I see a lot of um, children, and more and more. I must say, uh, since since in the last two three years, I 
It's always easy to, to, to blame it on COVID, but uh, somehow I see much more children, adolescents, because of the pressure in school that develop anxieties, that develop depressions, that uh, don't know how, how to do anymore. But on the other side, I see as well a lot of teachers. Because we always think, well, Luxembourg teachers are very high paid, uh, they work 20 hours a, a week and they are all the time on vacations. But this is not uh, a reality for most of them. Uh, of course, we have some black cheeps, uh, <laughs> as we have in every profession. Every organization. But yeah. most, most teachers, they are very engaged, uh, they, they make a lot of hours and they are very implied in the life of their children. But they come to me as psychotherapist because they, 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 they really have struggles coping with all these complications that they have with the children that don't get easier, with the parents that uh, 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 mm. criticize a lot, uh, with the whole system that becomes more, more administrative uh, and, and, and so on and so on. So, so, I think, so you uh, see are. all sides of the spectrum in your practice yes, yes, as well as your work yeah. in the National Parents' Representation, Ulrich. So you were touching on, Alain, skills sets. And I also believe that parents need to learn new skill set because the way that we were taught uh, as we were younger might not be the way that 2023 works. The schools also need to adapt the skill set which they uh, teach. Let me bring back also when you talk and spoke and touch base about refugees. Uh, it was decided that a big part of the Ukrainian refugee children, that they will be uh, admitted to international school, Michel Lucius. Yes. So for the moment, if my numbers are right upon uh, on top of my head, there are about 280 refugee children in uh, Michel Lucius and in the city of Luxembourg, in the local schools, a total of 40. Right. So we are, but it makes sense that... Uh, as we hope that the uh, refugee children will be in a position to go back to their country, uh, that they have learned English at a good level instead of needing to embark on German, French, Luxembourgish, etc., etc. But here I would like to give an enormous compliment as well to the teacher staff, to the way that schools are handling inclusion. One thing is health inclusion. We see that with one of our daughters who has diabetes, that there is a lot of resources assisting in class when it comes to health issues. On the other side here, inclusion is lived, where we embrace uh, everyone coming to Luxembourg, everyone. And this is the uniqueness of this highly complex society. But it is challenging to have a school which is completely full, mm. and then approximately 300 students um, come along uh, whom we need to uh, manage expectations, fears uh, and, and everything. But a big compliment to the staff uh, and the way that inclusion per se is handled. That's very nice to hear. And uh, coming off the back of that, you also mentioned uh, your child with diabetes, your daughter with diabetes, and you also, Alan, have a child with a hearing impairment. So what is the offer of schooling for children who have other needs that are not within the bandwidth of whatever normal school is here? We've already heard they're quite different schools, but, you know, how, how has the help been for your child? Perhaps in, in, in general, the, the idea of the, the, the system as it works nowadays, that should work nowadays, it's inclusion as much as possible in the normal in the normal school system or in normal classes with uh, help um, 
On the side, as since since class, uh, special, uh, uh, how do you say, aménagements, uh, arrangements, uh, arrangements uh, so that they can have more time for their tests or, 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 or different papers. And, and so that's the main idea. Uh, and of course, and then on top of that, we have uh, specialized centers, uh, the, the so-called uh, competence centers, Centre de Compétence. Uh, uh, you have one for autistic children, for hearing impaired children, for visually impaired children, for uh, uh, physically impaired children, and, and, and even for hypotensional children. I think they are all together, if I'm not mistaken, eight, eight Centre de Compétence uh, yes. for the moment in Luxembourg. And so... But but uh, there are two things that I have to, to say. So the idea of inclusion is perfect, and I leave it with my child. Huh? We have some kind of mixed scholarity. Huh? She goes three days to the Centre de Logopédie huh, for the hearing impairment and language uh, difficulties on the other side, two days a week in the local school. The problem is sometimes the collaboration. Uh, we are lucky because well, we, we have, uh, uh, let's say, good teachers and we had a lot of meetings between all and of them. You. <laughs> and they have you. And so, of course, we, we, we succeeded to find a collaboration model, but this is not the case everywhere. And then there's a second problem. Um, there are not enough specialized professionals here in Luxembourg. Mm. Uh, take the example of, of um, speaking impaired uh, child and there are a lot of um, deficiencies where the, the language is, 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 is impaired. Um, <clears throat> you don't find specialized people, orthophonists. Mm -hmm. If you search for an orthophonist, bah, you are on a waiting list for more than a year. Mm -hmm. And even if it's then the special assistance in class, bah, I can tell you in my region for I don't know how many thousand children, uh, there are probably... 100, 200 that would need uh, this assistance, but they have one one orthophonist. Well, coming so back. you will have an hour here and there. So, and that's a big problem. And that's also a problem of the system somehow because you have to speak the different languages to get your license but, I mean, from the ministry. But I mean, to your profession, I also <coughs> personally saw that in um, the local schools in particular, there isn't a lot of pastoral care. Um, and by that, I mean the type of work that you would do in schools, the the, the caring side of schools. I found that sometimes the local schools can be quite fierce and harsh. And uh, again, from an Anglophone point of view, which is the only other point of comparison I have lived, um, it tends to be, you know, more, more caring, let's say. Well, I believe that the approach is slightly different. And it's also, again, depending on what school system you are in. I see that predominantly the parascholar activities, so for your scolaire, daycares, etc., they, well, they are offering mindfulness, barrier-free zones. That's new. Yeah, but I'm, I don't know <laughs> if I'm the, the, the best friend of uh, mindfulness per se, uh, as we know it for parents or for adults, but for children it needs to be uh, really made to measure. But what Alain is completely right about, I often agree with Alain, not on everything, but yeah, I agree <laughs> completely with him, is we need a complete reform of the so-called multidisciplinary teams. It is needed, but that's a structural change. Mm. We see that from our, from our own experience with our daughter, that there is a lot of support in school, but we have always approached the school, being at, at, uh, at um, Spielschol or now in primary, that we say, this is a team approach. We want to put our child's interest at the core, at the centre of everything we do. And the school, including the inclusion teams, including whatever there might be from a structural perspective, have been of a great, great support 
our daughter is on a on a day trip from yesterday to today with overnight sleep and uh, the teachers are sleeping very closely in a different room obviously but close to her to monitor blood sugar to intervene my wife has been text messaging i think three times during the night to just give a little thing and there's complete complete and wonderful communication uh, so luxembourg can assist with a proper inclusion but from a structural perspective, we need to adapt this and to actually enforce the multidisciplinary uh, teams. Well, that's a wonderful message. I mean, uh, just to, to wrap up this part of the conversation, how can people join what you do? How can they get involved? But I think uh, people, parents can always involve on the local level. Huh? That's very clear. Huh? They can contact uh, uh, the people in the school or the, the local parents' representatives. Uh, they should, for the next elections, present, represent themselves, even if they don't speak Luxembourgish, because I think it's very important that we get that we get the part of the population in that's not Luxembourgish, that's not in a high socio-economical status, but uh, that we have a real representation. Huh? Mm -hmm. Because of more, there are people, if you have three people in, in some some school that are parents' representatives, of course, they, they are not taken very seriously. Huh? But if you would have 10, 15 people, like uh, there are some schools where it's the case, or like in the international school, uh, Lucius, then it's a very different different thing. But I think it's also... That's also one of, uh, we are now uh, elected again for three years in, in the national representation. It's one of our, or at least of my objectives, how can we reach these parents? How can we reach the parents that are not represented? How can we reach the expat community? Uh, well, we're trying we, to do that right how now. Yes, indeed. Put them, how can we can put them in, in, in touch with the right information as well? We talked about the diversity before, but there are so many options that parents get lost. Yes. Uh, even me, as someone who grew up in the Luxembourg system, who is interested in schools, work-related, and also privately, I'm president of the National Parents Representation, but still, I would have trouble to explain you all the options that you can find here yes, in Luxembourg. So imagine, imagine most of the people that listen to us today, uh, that just arrived in the country or last year, they don't even know where to find information. There are 20 internet sites and, and that's it. No, so there must yeah. be there must be an effort on that side, uh, be it from from us uh, to do what we can do to reach out to these parents, but also of course uh, on 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 the, on the more official authority sides. Uh, well, hopefully, the, Alan and Ulrich, uh, given all of what you've just explained and the importance of parent involvement, they will be coming your way thick and fast and you will have a nice bulk of new parents arriving. So that's a shout out to all expat listeners out there who want to get involved but don't know how. This is how and I'll put a link to that. Now coming up after this break I'm going to talk to Natalie Nyers from Visit Moselle. The Lisa Burke Show difficult to... Uh, Natalie, Natalie. So first of all for those who don't know what the Moselle is, where the Moselle is, uh, tell our listeners. So thank you for having me first. Uh, yeah, the Moselle region is located like 20 minutes from Luxembourg City. It's really close when you're used to live in a big country. So Luxembourg, it's, it's really small to discover. And it's in the east of the country. Um, and we have a nice we have a nice uh, region which is unique for the, the wines and Cremance. So it's the only wine region in the country. We have a natural border uh, with a river, the River Moselle, with Germany and France. And we are, of course, known for Schengen. It might be a, 
a clue for you. So Schengen for the European Agreement, uh, free circulation of persons and uh, goods. So we have at least uh, 43,000 visitors every year coming to, to see the little village of Schengen and to live this uh, European feeling experience, to learn something about history. So that's why we are known. I think Schengen is one of the um, yeah. uh, unique uh, selling points we have for the region. And you have um, a bit of the Berlin Wall there in Schengen. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and it, and it's a wonderful place to go because it's um, a river, effectively, uh, where you can do all sorts of different things. There's a, a very long cycling route, hiking route, of course, as well, camping yes. regions. Exactly. So we are, we are um, a hiking and biking region mostly, and of course a wine region, but I'll tell you later on. Yeah, we're, co so we're for, coming to the wine. For mostly <laughs> who are um, hiking experts, uh, you have three um, certified uh, trails between 9 and 13 kilometers, which is uh, they are quality trails. One in Mantanach, uh, Mantanach Afir is a little bit a wooden forest um, path trail. And then we have one in uh, Anne, the wine and culture path, where you can uh, have stunning viewpoints in the wine yards. You can meet uh, winemakers also in the, um, the village of Anne, of course, at the end of your uh, trail. Of course, at the end. At the end, yes. <laughs> precise, at the end, because otherwise it would be difficult to do this nine kilometer trail. <laughs> And then, uh, of course, the, the one who is um, our cross-border uh, trail in Schengen. So you can have a view um, in, on the Markusberg through um, Germany and France, and you can have a trail in these three countries. So, so if, if you want to be kind of uh, capturing countries on your tick box list, that would be a hike to do. And very recently, in fact, in the Moselle, you had the Ironman. Yes, we have. It's a, it was a tense edition. So 10 spectacular years of this uh, half Ironman. It's a half Oh, Ironman. half Ironman, sorry. 70.3. Still, still quite so, hard. <laughs> not, a, not a whole one. But it's, uh, yeah, half Ironman means uh, 1.5 kilometers of uh, swimming, then 90 kilometers of uh, biking. And then uh, we have a 21. It's a semi-marathon of uh, running. Mm -hmm. So this year was the 10th edition. It was quite hot, so... Um, A big, a big experience. Um, so we have every year about 2,500 athletes coming from over 27 countries, which means a lot to us. So they, they stay three days in average in our region. They're sleeping in the region. They are consuming in the region. They are discovering. But of they're probably course, not yeah. consuming the wine until after. Yeah, sometimes they're buying some to, to take to home. To take home as gifts. <laughs> yes. Yes. So you have this uh, event uh, coming up, Wine, Culture and Joy. But tell mm -hmm. us a little bit more about why the wine region of the Moselle in Luxembourg is very particular, very special. Yeah, so we are the, the only one uh, who are producing wines, uh, about 1,200 hectares. In Luxembourg. Wine. In Luxembourg, yes. It's mostly white wine, uh, about 90% of white wines, uh, 10% of rosé and um, pinot noir, the red ones. Uh, we have uh, 265 wineries, um, only six who are producing organic, totally organic, which is also interesting when you come to visit to find one who is uh, bio-labelized. So it's always a nice experience to do. And yes, we are known for this, um, especially wine, white wines and cremants, of course. So uh, cremants, it's a sparkling wine. Anybody living in Luxembourg will know what cremant is, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> sparkling wine. So it's produced it's a like uh, in champagne. We <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> have the, the champagne method of uh, of uh, producing it, but we cannot call it uh, champagne. We have to call it Cremant, like Cremant d'Alsace. Uh, Because it doesn't come from the champagne region. Exactly. And uh, we are producing about three millions of uh, bottles every year. Wow, that is a lot. Yeah. yeah, well, we are. Do you have a fa favorite? Oh, no, we should probably shouldn't say which your favorite Cremant is. Uh, you probably, <laughs> you love them yeah. all. You love them all. Of course yes, you do. Exactly. <laughs> so you've got the Wine Culture and Joy Festival coming up. What can we expect from that? Yeah, so this one is a, a new um, a new one who is uh, in a series of uh, Wine Enjoy events. So we started 10 years ago, a little bit to go back in the history. 10 seems to be the number of the yeah, year. Yeah, this year is a 10th <laughs> anniversary of it for everything. So we started um, 10 years ago with the Wine Taste Enjoy with this uh, weekend and pan coast where you can discover all the sellers. And we have um, a free bus shuttle. You can bring you to different cellars and you have some wine tastings, uh, walks, uh, guided tours through the wine yards. And um, afterwards, we, we bring up in uh, in winter, in December, the first weekend in December, the wine cheese enjoy. Oh, very That nice. means, um, yeah, having a mix and a, pa a wine pairing with um, with cheese platters from, from Luxembourg or so from Berdorf, but also from French cheese. I'm just thinking this is a very nice thing to I'm do. I'm signing up already now. The Parents yeah. Association to kind of build that bond with teachers. I think there's a few That's team building events. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then the third one we, we launched uh, now two years ago was um, the Wine Lights Enjoy with this um, walk. Uh, five kilometer walk uh, in Anne with illuminated wine yards and you can uh, meet the wine growers uh, during this this tasting walk and that it, it's during the night it starts at uh, seven two weekends uh, two two evenings sorry Friday and Saturday and it will be now in February the first weekend in February the third edition mm. and then we thought about yes we have so many cultural uh, institutions also in the Moselle region which are not so known like Kulturhof, we have the Wine Museum, we have Schengen with the European Museum. And we wanted to extend our offer a little bit to this, this sections too. So we brought up this year, it will be the first time and the first weekend of August, the wine culture enjoy. So uh, what can you expect there? Uh, it will be um, a weekend around combining wine, cremants and of course cultural activities could be a reading, uh, maybe uh, we, we organize something at Distillerie at Senna, a reading with the uh, Luxembourgish uh, author Monique Felchen, who wrote uh, a crime uh, crime stories about uh, murderisches Moseltal. Could be uh, yeah, a little bit of a reading. Then we have expositions to uh, at Caf, um, Caf du Sud with the Vin Moselle, who has a, a series of bottles, very with special design labels. So you can discover the special bottles and, of course, also uh, all kind of workshops like a lineal workshop with art and, art and uh, nature with uh, wine. So a perfect so family too. weekend. Yes. <laughs> uh, and, and what are the dates precisely? It's on the 5th and 6th of August this year. So we, we try to do in the communication every first uh, weekend of August. It's yeah. one of the only weekends who is with, where we don't have a wine event. <laughs> well, now <laughs> so we that's do. the one we picked this <laughs> one. <laughs> and yeah, I think it will. it's an event for the family, families and also expats, I think. Mm. Oh, for sure. And for people who have family visiting. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Are you providing a shuttle? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point, actually, yeah. because you don't want people to be driving there. No, but there is the, this free. Families. We have the free bus uh, service, uh, and I think you can always get from Luxembourg City to Rimisch and then take a local bus to bring you to all these uh, different spots. And, that's true. Yeah. We have free public transport. I, I wonder if that's connected we, to the Cremont drinking. Yeah, we have a lot of expat guests already on the wine taste in now. It's 10 years now, so we have a, around 6,000 people who are coming every year during the weekend. Yeah. And mostly they speak English in the cellars. And that is really, <laughs> I think we are, we are, we are happy to yeah. have, have to join this community and to get known now in this community because well, a lot I, of yeah. experts don't know that in Luxembourg we produce wines and we have good wines. I they, think actually you know, we get our head around that more quickly than the educational system. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, it, it doesn't take us very long to understand the importance of Cremont to any meeting in Luxembourg. Even actually I have a very funny story of um, somebody who said to me once they went to their, their child's kindergarten event where the dads went because they were working with their children to make something for Mother's Day and it was a morning event on a Saturday morning and they were served Cremont and he just found that yeah. so funny that they were being served Cremont uh, in yeah, the morning. Everything. <laughs> yeah. Now how important is uh, wine to the Luxembourg economy? Oh I think uh, it's it's a uh, very important but also tourism is very important to Luxembourg economy so it goes one goes with the other. Um, we we are exporting very less because we're drinking maybe we drink it all we drink it all here <laughs> so we have a, a few markets we're exporting it's uh, belgium a little bit uh, but yeah our neighbors are also producing a lot of different wines yeah. so we are in competition a little bit with, with uh, france and germany with france yeah we we participate a lot of um, this uh, awards also to have medaille d'or in brussels for cremant also we go to jura cremant um, awards and we have a good results, but the the, con the competition is hard yeah. uh, when you have uh, Alsace and we have uh, also Belgium. Uh, yeah. yeah, so we're exporting a little bit, but mostly the wineries are very small wineries, the private ones. So they are not producing so much that they can export a lot. Yeah, well, so Moselle, yes, but others, the private ones. We, we know that it's highly consumed in, yeah. in the country of Luxembourg. So there's, there's no, um, <laughs> no need to... We drink to. a lot of our own wine. We do, we <laughs> do. We celebrate within the country. So have you, have you visited any of the cellars along the Moselle region? Absolutely. Always when we bring, uh, when I have uh, business visitors also uh, from London or elsewhere, uh, then we tend to bring them to that region because it is spectacular. One thing are the quality of the wines, and uh, we are big fans of Luxembourgish wines and Cremants, uh, but also the spectacular view. Uh, you know, two hours after they have uh, jumped onto the, the plane at London City Airport, they sit with a glass of uh, Pinot Gris or Elbling uh, in their hand uh, somewhere along the River Mosel, and that is unique. Mm -hmm. It is unique for a business trip, just having come an hour from London. Well, yes, but uh, I, yes. <laughs> yeah. Due to political reasons, I'll probably just end my phrase here. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, you, you give them a nice memory to start the day already. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're setting the scene for a nice meeting to come. Well, it's all about feeling, in French, I've got this beautiful word called à l'aise. 
so you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, also last week, we were, I went to, to Rimerschen and Remisch uh, with uh, our children because we wanted to go for a swim. Not in the river Mosul, obviously, uh, but uh, in, in the swimming pool or in the lake. Yes, yeah, the so. outside pools. Yes. Yeah, because it was very, very warm indeed. But you say you you say not in the river, obviously. But uh, where did the Ironman take place? The Ironman was in the Moselle River. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. Brave yeah. men yeah. and women. Yeah, yeah. 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 Do we river. know the temperature of that water? Oh, it was twenty-one. Oh, it was okay. The temperature of the water. Yes. Okay, that's not that's not that's not cold at all. Actually, no, warmer than I would it was have assumed. Okay, this year. Yeah. Okay. No neoprene needed. <laughs> But in the lake, yes, we, we start to have some problems now with the algs because when the temperature goes up, we have this blue algae and it's... Um, ah, the algae, yeah. You know, yeah, it's not so pleasant to swim in that. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, we will put notes to all... Oh, Alain, yes, please yes, dive I in. Just, I just wanted to make a bridge between what we're talking here about the wineries in Luxembourg and the school system. Give me the bridge. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a bit complicated. I'm Wine and children this. is not only not what we should talk about, but but what I have seen this over the last, uh, I don't know, 30 years, the, the wineries, they have extremely developed in in quality, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can uh, you have now Luxembourgish wines in very high quality for a third or fourth of the price of the uh, wine in, in France. Mm-hmm. So they adapt. They adapt to the situation. They, they, they invest. And that's the result. And, and I think that's perhaps my final word on the education system. We have a society that's evolving very, very fast uh, over the last uh, few decades. Uh, so, so everything is changing. But we, we are still somehow... Very slow in changing the the whole educational system. Huh? Even, yeah, even the last slow. years, there was a lot of different initiatives. But I think it's important. We have to adapt. We have to find models where the the system doesn't take years and years to change, uh, but uh, it has to adapt uh, fastly to uh, be when it comes to the digital uh, questions, uh, which uh, overrun us. When it comes to the language question, which overrun us uh, about competences that children uh, will need in the future. Huh? Do they need to to know the 17th uh, tempo of an of a French w- uh, verb, uh, or, or is it more soft skills, other skills, conflict resolution, in how to cope with my emotions, and and so 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 I think the role of the the, the school has to change, and they should perhaps then take a look at the wineries to yeah. to just do it, just do it. Maybe I can add that we also have in this educational role that we play as the tourism board because we're offering a lot of uh, guided tours also for children when they come with the classes. They can experience um, the, the, the wines in September when they're at the harvest, for example. We have groups who are coming to, to participate in the harvest and to see how is the wine becomes the wine. Yeah. So that's the things we, we are offering already since a few years. And I see the interest is, is very high uh, in those yeah, because it's not practical. enough yeah, winemakers who wants to participate but the demand is very high so. Yeah and I can think of two bridges actually mm. one is that quite recently I interviewed people from the, the hotel and tourism school in Luxembourg which is really beginning to burgeon it's a completely different type of education here very high quality and they produce such good food and I'm quite sure they're in touch with the Moselle region yeah. and the, the wines of the region and the other thing you mentioned is um, the education system digital skills um, yeah the education education system is not keeping pace with the rate of change technologically and I, I guess from your previous work you know this. <laughs> well, well absolutely I thought Alain you make the bridge about tourism and school tourism but that we keep for the next show I would say no, but you're completely one needs to um, uh, one needs to foster uh, 
uh, a completely different environment and arena. Uh, and also then taking the users, namely the parents and everybody in, to, uh, to, to chip in with their thoughts on how to uh, make this a, a competitive environment Uh, all as Luxembourgish citizens. Yeah. This is what we want. Well, we'll come back to another conversation on Luxembourgish citizenship another time. And with that, thank you so much for listening to another show, the Luxembourg Show. Thank you for being part of this. And if you want to get involved as a parent with a glass in hand at the Moselle, please do get in touch. I always love hearing from you and all of your ideas. I hope you're having a wonderful summer in Luxembourg or abroad. The Lisa Burke Show. RTL Original Podcast.